Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Valley Dreams podcast. My name is Faith Aida, your host, and I upload episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. These are available on all your podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Pods, Castbox, Google Pods, or even AfriPods, a collection of African podcasts. You should check them out. Um, for this month, I am doing a series on unconventional jobs. And conventional jobs in this context would be the ones that we really wanted to to do when we were younger, you know, engineer, doctor, um, lawyer. But then there's these unconventional ones that you didn't, we didn't study straight up for them, you know. We, they, are, they just mushroomed as we grew older. And I'm starting off with an amazing friend. She's called Martha, but she'll tell us her other special names <laughs> that may be Hajaja may not even pronounce well. Um, so Martha is a radio personality and she's going to tell us more about herself. Martha, you're welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Long overdue. I be seeing you posting people on your Instagram, on your podcast. <laughs> so yes, it's my turn. Uh, eh? Okay. <laughs> So Faith calls me Martha. My grandma is the one who actually calls me Marisa, which is Are where you joking? I yeah, which is where I took Marisa from. Yes. So yeah, so when I decided to get into media and entertainment, it made more sense to actually remove my person, uh, as in me as me on the birth certificate, from the entertainer. I, I don't know, I felt it would be easier. So yeah, that's why I have Marixa. And then most people know me as Mama KLA because of my social media handles. It really was just a social media handle. <laughs> and it stuck. <laughs> and it stuck. So I'm Marixa, also known as Mama KLA. I'm a media personality. I say media personality because I've done TV as well. I still do uh, online uh, work and production. I do radio. And yeah, media is my game. But before anything, I'm a spoken word artist and a creator. And uh, yeah, I'm an artist. I'm an all-round artist. I'm a dancer. And that's my life, pretty much. And a singer. We used to sing. Uh -huh. I can't say singer anymore because what? I realized what I was doing was humming. That was not singing. <laughs> you let it go. I let it go. Actually, let me go before I let it go. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah. Oh, God is still in this. He's working with me somehow. Mm, God at work. <laughs> God at work. The voice might return eventually. Is, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you have hope. So, media personality. What was your journey like, the journey to where you are now? So I started, I started out telling everyone, this is mostly actually my high school teachers because they used to put so much pressure on us. Like, what do you want to do? That's not serious. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. So at some point, I got tired of answering those questions. So I just used to tell people, I am going to be a housewife and I'm going to have 12 kids just to get them off my Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. But... Um, I think the general dream was to be a lawyer because, you know, that's what was expected of me. And I think my personality also speaks a lot to that profession. So I did. I went, I studied law. I did all four years. 
Um, I opted out of the graduation for many complicated reasons. And yeah, I, I could have been a lawyer. Actually, no, I was never going to be a lawyer. I studied law. That's, that's where it stops. <laughs> Wait, when you say you opted out of the graduation, you were done with everything, but you just didn't show up for graduation? or No, um, I didn't finish my, my final project, which was the dissertation. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it got complicated because I did it, then the topic wasn't sufficient because it was about intellectual property. This was 20, 2012, moving into 2013. And at the time, I think the intellectual property wasn't even that serious in this country. So I had to do it again. Ah, then I, I, I saw God. I think that's what happened. I saw God. Because my entire spirit and being just could not. I, I couldn't. I actually couldn't do it. So it, it was more of, it was actually, my hand was forced. I, they, I just, my spirit just could not do it. So, yeah, then I started paying more attention to spoken word poetry. I started doing spoken word poetry in May 2012. I even built a whole brand. I became a proper spoken word artist that go around town performing. Uh, I was the host of one of the longest spoken word uh, platforms, which was Open Mic Uganda. Still is Open Mic Uganda. Um, it was, it was, a calling, like it was right there. I, I couldn't even fight it. So my passion for spoken word poetry actually peaked in 2012. I became a spoken word artist, performed on so many platforms. And even because I was working for Open Mic Uganda, ended up on radio. So I do a lot of interviews uh, to promote the shows, to talk about what we're doing. And every time I go for an interview, the person that would be interviewing me would say, oh, you should do radio. You know, you can do this thing. You, know, you should do radio. Like a voice became loud enough that I did radio. <laughs> wow. Right? Wow. Do you regret yeah. your years at school? I actually don't, but those years could have helped me. Uh, the reason I don't regret is because I've, I've, learned, I've learned to accept that I'm going to have a very long life. Amen. <laughs> So I think I take every season and chapter as it comes. Even if I'm not having the best time of my life, I try to live in the moment, you know, strive for the best outcome in the situation that, you know, I'm perceiving. Because sometimes the things we perceive at the time might not even be the things that are for us. So I, I really just work with what I have. Uh, as much as I don't regret it, I do feel like that time could have, I could have gone to a university, you know. Uh, one of our friends, our mutual friends, Sanyu Chisaka. Yes. I, I honestly wanted to do what she did. I wanted to do theater arts. So yes. when I think back at those four years, it was four years, to be honest, because I, it was very rushed. We did three semesters a year. So I finished um, eight semesters, which is what law is, in about mm -hmm. two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Helpful. I, I didn't spend too much time. But... Mm -hmm. I, I would have loved the opportunity to explore other options, but the fact that I went through law, I got introduced to spoken word because I was looking for an escape. Spoken word introduced me to radio, and I think I'm going to be on radio for the rest of my life, so I, I can't complain. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, and did you yeah. doubt yourself along the way or at any moment? What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of 
course. <laughs> okay, so this is this is how my journey started. Uh, well, not even my journey. I guess my dream when I was about seven years old. I think I actually told my mom that seven or eight. I think it was eight because of where we lived at the time. Uh, so I told my mom that I wanted to be in entertainment. Pati, mm-hmm. African another. Who's the hope and dream is to have. That is Chiyayenes. She actually said this to me. She said, show business is not for you. And, she, you know, she was in the kitchen, you know, doing her mom thing. And she was probably just saying, like, I don't think she meant it. But I think, of course, she had a, a trajectory for her daughter. So she was like, oh, show business is not for you. So I actually took it to her. I was like, yeah, okay. So I, over the years, when I look back, there'd be moments where, you know, like in high school, there was a poetry craze. And, you know, we wrote some poetry. I wrote some poetry. I let it go. Uh, sometime when I was in hostel, I'd be studying late night. And I'm like, oh, let me record a little something. So I'd record like little as if... Um, introducing songs as if late night radio you know those, those snippets that you usually see in the movies mm-hmm. I'd, record, I'd record like small snippets of that I actually still have it on my laptop but it was like once or twice you know it wasn't anything serious but it was just one of those things that I do to distract myself so you can see that my entire life I have been gravitating towards entertainment I danced the part mm-hmm. of David I sang uh, in the youth choir um you know, I've, I've generally been a performer. So getting into it for money, that's where the doubts came in. Mm-hmm. Understanding that what you're passionate about should actually give, give you a livelihood, that's where the doubts came in. Because it's now a thing of, this is something that comes naturally to you. Yes, you've had to grow and learn some of it, but then how are you going to charge people for what would give you for free? <laughs> mm-hmm. so you, it, you, you, you didn't even study for it <laughs> you know <laughs> and I'm out here so it, it brought a lot of imposter syndrome it brought a lot of um, you know um, you're probably not going to make it in life as doing, you know, doing this but then when I did get a radio job because between 2013 and 2014 I actually started to think actively about getting a radio job because poetry wasn't really paying. I'd get a one-off really good gig and they give you like 200K just to perform. And I'd be like, what? This mm-hmm. is so much money. How could they? I, you know, will I be able to feather them again? <laughs> <laughs> Continuity is key. <laughs> Continuity is key. So it was a struggle. So when I finally got a radio job, um, the, the doubts hung around. The doubts hung around because I started to feel like, you know, I, I haven't studied for this. There's people who deserve this more, blah, 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 blah. So it, 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 it actually has affected my career in a way because I tend to hold back. <laughs> I tend mm-hmm. to hold back times because it took me a long time to feel like I belong. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does, it does. Yeah, yeah. so... So that's, that's really where the doubts were. Like, I, I, I felt out of place. I felt like I was cheating the system because um, mm-hmm. eh, God's, God's grace has been on my radio journey, to be honest. It really mm-hmm. has. Yeah, and instead of trusting, we're out here doubting. But yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's been. 
<laughs> okay, the broadcasting world. I don't even know what the bigger word is. Media or mm. broadcasting or communication. Just demystify. What, what's going I on? Is, say... it, is it journalism? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> so so I think I think and I believe that mm. media is the whole encompass like media is the broad is the broad thing because in broadcasting you have TV you have radio and now you have online and at the end of the day mm. it's yes. really about it's really just about who are the people listening to the most you know because, you know, big companies have established themselves as leading broadcasters. You have, you know, the nation media groups, the next media, the new region. So these are like broadcasters. But even you as faith, you're a broadcaster. <laughs> you are broadcasting. You know what I mean? You are broadcasting. And we've, we actually should, if we haven't yet moved, we should. We, we should move to a world where it's not like a, a gated industry where you only allow a select few and if you have gone through a particular door. Mm-hmm. That's no. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So um, the media world, what aspects can work for you is what you are good at. There's so many, so many terms. Okay. So many. Uh, right off the top of my head, actually, let me use my show as an example. Like this morning, the number of people that have to put a production like the morning show together are quite many. You have mm. sound engineers, you have um, uh, content creators. We actually have a person particularly for that. Then you have the presenters, you have the producer of the show who's not necessarily even a presenter. Producers of the show can be people who have even never been on air, but they have, you know, they have the talent and they have the skill. You have uh, the programs director, um, you have the camera crew which if you're blessed enough to have one at your job, that's great. So like the, the, the jobs and the avenues that feed into media are so broad to the point that you can be a doctor and still have a full media career. That is a word right there. That, that, that's a word. Full media career. Because everybody, right? Everybody has a story to share. Everybody has knowledge to share. Everybody has, um, I guess, even uh, like entertainment. You know, we all have entertainment. But the way broadcasting works is they've put it in such a way that society only accepts a certain framework of that entertainment or that information or even like whatever dissemination the broadcasting is doing, we've made it so that there's a book. And yet in reality, or this is just how I feel, I don't think there should be a box. The, the kind of diversity that is in this world, huh? you, mm-hmm. you have to be able to represent everyone. So I think yes. it's, such a huge platform. it's such a huge platform and opportunity for every person, for every person. So um, what would you want to do in media, for example? Actually, no, that's the wrong question. What's, uh-huh. what's, your, what's your day job when you're not podcasting? Uh, I run a, another business. I Is it a retail business? business? Yes, a retail business. Okay, how a retail business finds a place in media. Um, what's your retail business? Is it uh, particularly for women? Do you sell clothes? It's, it's cosmetics for both women and men. Cosmetics. Yes. Awesome. So how a cosmetics retail business 
can exist in broadcasting mm-hmm. only they mm-hmm. <laughs> information on how people can use these products and why these products are important but for it not to look like it's marketed because that's also important it's about people don't like being marketed to for it not to look like it's marketed the owner of the retail business on cosmetics can be an informer mm-hmm. informer Mm, yeah, informer. The other is informer. Consultant. Yes. Informer. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can be a consultant to the point that every day, huh? like mm-hmm. say the morning switch at Next Radio has an hour dedicated to Faith Aida to talk about skincare, to talk mm-hmm. about sunscreen, to talk about, you know, aging. You know, like this week, the biggest conversation has been how there's two billion shillings being allocated for an age detector machine. Already <laughs> have content for the whole week as a retail owner of a cosmetic as, as an owner of a cosmetics retail shop. So there's so many avenues you can be. And at that point, of course, you would be on the mic, or if you don't want to be on the mic, you can actually be the person that feeds the presenters this information. So this this is such a broad world that there's a seat for everybody. It doesn't matter what business you do. It doesn't matter of fact, the point of broadcasting is to get people close to the things that they would naturally not get close to. For example, I would never interact with an architecture in my life, like the way my life is set up. But I can find an architectural podcast. I can interview an architecture when I'm looking for homes, you know? Mm. So... It's, it's so huge. I can talk forever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say you're quite passionate about it. So, I, uh, is, is there growth? I'm sure there's growth, but like rising up the ranks, like in other professions, um, let's, if in the media world, is there such a thing as going up the ranks? Yes. If you're going with traditional, um, let me use radio. If you're mm-hmm. going with traditional, I can use radio and TV. If you're going with traditional radio and TV, the most prestigious time is prime time. So prime time is usually news time. That's about 9 p.m. and also 7 p.m. So that's why you see the most, some of the most famous people on radio and TV are, you know, news people, people on prime time. Yeah. Uh, prime time also on radio especially is early morning when people are going to work and uh afternoon and evening when people are going back home. So that's mm. essentially prime time. Most radio presenters or TV presenters uh, will work towards getting airtime on prime time because that's a guaranteed audience. You don't have to work too hard. Your only job there, the audience is there. Your only job is to put on a great show. So mm. using that mindset, that's the kind of growth that most people in entertainment look forward to. But that's only for presentation. So the different ranks in media where you can actually be elevated. If you are just a presenter, you can be elevated to producer. If you learn to do other work, you can even be elevated to programs director. You can be elevated to station manager. We've had presenters who have, you know, out of the blue, been promoted to station manager. But it's, it's not so out of the blue because those qualities, while they were on air, stood out, you know, they applied themselves. They were able to show that this is a job they can handle. So stepping away from just on-air presentation, there's so many, uh, so many avenues where you can grow. 
But mm-hmm. when it's just about on-air presentation, because I've, I've actually just concentrated on on-air presentation and I might for maybe seven more years mm-hmm. uh, with purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I want to perfect. I want to be the master of on-air presenting. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's my goal. I want to be so good yeah. at it that I can do it in my sleep. So in order to perfect something like that, it takes years. It takes years. It's been mm-hmm. one. This is my eighth year in media and I'm not even half as good as I need to be. So for a person who just wants to grow on air, you can do it in terms of your time slots. So if I was, you know, mellow, mid-morning, you know, that kind of presenter, and I want a promotion, and usually the prime, the prime time hours have more money, and I want a promotion. So what I can do for growth in that department is watch how the morning people are doing the show, watch how the afternoon people are doing the show. Do I need to increase my energy? Do I need to increase how I break down my content? Do I need to incorporate more music? Do I need to have more interviews? So you just watch and learn what the other successful shows at prime time are doing. Apply that repeatedly. And in all honesty, if you have a good programs director, they will start to hear that where you are currently, you're misplaced. So they start to look for, you know, better places to apply you. So growth in terms of being an on-air personality comes as an individual, you as you. Are you getting better at presenting? Are you getting better at interacting with people? Are you getting better at interviews? Are you getting better at, you know, putting a show together? So when a producer sees that, they know how much money they can give you and they know how much money you're going to make them because <laughs> that's also mm-hmm. very important. And mm-hmm. then also they, they work with you better. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. People who come into station because of connections and they're not that good at what they do, mm-hmm. a producer there will work with you until he realizes he's wasting time. So if you already mm-hmm. have, yeah, if you already have the talent, they love to work with you. They love to, you know, engage with you, help you grow, which, is, which has really been my experience. Mm. oh wow so if you want to grow you you need to like work for where you actually want to be and okay that's that's dope so um as we wind up what unconventional Mm. jobs do you see in the near future in addition to the Ah. ones that are budgeting (laughs) and how can we position ourselves (laughs) go ahead how can we position ourselves for them or even create an enabling environment. I'm sure the kids we shall have, eh, when we start having kids, they'll be telling <laughs> us strange things. And, uh, yeah. So what do, you, what do you see in the future and how can we create an enabling environment? Um, if I'm being honest, Faith, I think we are living in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are living in the future because now something like... Uh, content creator is unessential for every business. Can you believe it? Right. (laughs) Every business. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's so essential. It's it's amazing to me. Um, I think that's going to be a job that's only going to grow. And then also a job that maybe hasn't yet reached Uganda, but I know it's out there, is content Mm -hmm. uh, creator manager. So you're sort of an artist manager, but specifically for creators, so people who do content online, even podcasters, 
are YouTubers, TikTokers. This person's job is just to manage you and make sure you get paid for the work that you're doing. I think that job is going to be very, very huge if Ugandans take it seriously. Mm. <laughs> seriously, because also with like artist management here, we are still playing games. So I think that's going to be a very good job. Um, a job that I want to see that I'm not sure has reached here yet, I want to see Christian sex therapists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it's unconventional because conventional, a conventional sex therapist is there. We already know. But then yeah. how many specifically attached to religion therapists are there? Or like for Christianity especially, because the Bible does have a guide on how we should interact sexually, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's principles to there's principles to it. There's also, you know, body anatomy. Um, but then I don't think there's a sex therapist that's serving the Christian community the way the Christian community needs to be served. I know there's mm-hmm. sex therapists, but I don't know if they come from, like, you know, your Christian perspective. So that's the other job that I think is unconventional, <laughs> but should come through. Um, I think uh, there'll be more recyclers in the future, like big businesses where their job is just to recycle. Yeah. Actually, interestingly enough, today is Earth Day. That's why I'm thinking about it. Today is Earth Day. And mm. the, the thing for Earth Day is invest in your future. And some of the things that require you to invest in your future is something as simple as recycling. But it can't be done small scale. If, if we're going to see the kind of impact we need for our community, our society, we need it large scale. We need companies that take the initiative to come to people's homes, teach them how to separate rubbish. Of course, we would put this on the government, but we all know the government isn't going to do it. So I see that job <laughs> being a real job. <laughs> it's going to be a real job. And yeah, that's, that's mostly the jobs that I think we're going to have. Uh, most jobs might also be online in the future. Thank you, COVID-19. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think anything so far is going to shock me in the future because I feel like I'm in the future. There's jobs yeah. today that I never would have imagined, you know. So I think social we're media manager to just chill. Social media manager. <laughs> we are, we are so in the future. Your <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, final question is: How can we create an enabling I think if we just allow people to do what they want to do, that's an enabling environment. So I'll give you an example. In school, when we're doing career guides, why can't we be open to all kinds of careers that the children think of? There's a kid, there's a kid who said, I want to be, I want to grow up and be a doctor to cure ice cream headaches. Okay. This guy, that's that's what he wanted generally. You know, so a person who, a child who thinks like that, and you know, you expound on his ideas. Uh, you have kids now who are thinking, I want to make a video game. Don't shut them down. Let them play video games. You know what I mean? I want so, to be a YouTuber. <laughs> thank you. Don't shut them down. Let them, you know, they can start on small platforms. They can start on platforms that are safer for them until, you know, they grow into that space or they get more comfortable. So I think acceptance is something Ugandans are still struggling with, but we can get better at it. And once we accept that people are going to people are going to flourish in the industries that they dedicate themselves to, 
once we accept that every industry can make you money if you do it well, I think we'll be more understanding to people who come up with a job like um, my job is to travel around the country and take pictures and put them on social sure media. You know? mm. Yeah, I'm sure you will be more accepting of that. The word influencer is now surrounded by so much negative connotation because we refuse to accept that it's a job. You know what I mean? Now influencers don't want to be called influencers because of how, how much negativity we've surrounded around that. But it's one of the most crucial jobs in society today. Yeah. So I think acceptance and also, you know, being okay with what people want because people's intuition really comes from their spirit. If your spirit is constantly pushing you towards one thing, that's God. That's more than you. That's bigger than you. So who are you to say no? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, and I think allowing that kind of environment will foster creativity. There's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, brain drain, if I may use that word, might be an exaggeration, mm. but the addiction to phones, the addiction, uh, concentration span has dropped. But mm. if if we encourage people to think and, and tap into, like you're saying, their spirit, into that that they really desire, they'll be forced to to reuse their mind, to, to be more creative with their brain. Yes. You'll stay there sitting around and, and waiting for things to be, to roll down to you. No. Yeah. Nice. Fun question. This one you didn't prepare uh-huh. for. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fun question. Um, what's one thing you do not value that other people do? That other people hmm. value. Huh. Does it have to be physical? Nope. I think patience. Mm. Yeah, people people look at patience like it's a burden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The patient me, person, the weaker person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they look at the patient person as the weaker person. And in all honesty, I think I've always been kind, but I wasn't always patient. When I learned patience, it changed my life. Like it brought up, it brought about the kind of peace that I can't even explain. Because where are you rushing to? Eh? Oh, Papa, see you, Papa. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you feel like, oh, the world has left me, or this is happening without me, that's happening without me. You're not living in the moment. You're you're not being present as to what's happening with you right now. And like I've had to wait for my friends for, you know, hours even. <laughs> but like in those moments when I'm waiting, that's when you know random ideas come to me. That's when I have a moment with God, you know, I have time maybe even to get on social media and check because sometimes I don't even have the time to do that. So my learning to activate patience made me such a like I am so calm, I'm more peaceful, I'm more understanding even as a person. And I feel like every time I'm like, ah, I wish I were more patient. They don't mean it. (laughs) They just want to be patient because for now, a slight inconvenience to be impatient. Patience ah, patience is one of the most beautiful things I think we've been given in this world. (laughs) Yeah, so much happens in the world. 
Nice so much. <laughs> oh, I don't like waiting. I don't. Oh, so I'm preaching to the choir. It's more. It's more than just the, the thing. Is it's more than just about the weight. So many beautiful things happen in the weight, and being in the weight actually teaches you to live in the moment. So that you're not in the future. You're not in the past. You're right here right now and I feel like that's the best experience of life to constantly be in the moment and that is a hack that's a life hack friends um, if hey. different, like some other people whose names won't mention <laughs> find a way of making the time count uh, and those of you who make us wait please organize yourselves so our time <laughs> make the time also count and that was mm. Maritza uh, a friend and a media personality who's sharing her story, sharing her experience. And I hope you've learned something and be free to explore those unconventional ideas that you have in your mind. You just never know what the future holds. But hey, again, the future is now. So do the most you can with all that you have. Thank you so much, Marisa, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so special. I'm excited. And please call me again anytime. I'm going to call you again because you are special. All right, guys. Hey. We'll see you again next week on Tuesday for another episode. Bye.